coast to coast, that's the chase by Giorgio Moroder. I'm your host, Phoenix, and I'm flying straight at you like a blast of baby butter in my brother's hair. The product of a shotgun wedding, and I continued the cycle. And by continuing the cycle, I mean multiple homemade abortions until I couldn't be reasonably covering it up anymore, taking you on a wild ride of contrived conversation of wispy words, ancillary antics, and pontificating penis propaganda from the great home of moonshine, marijuana, and meth, and that is not just my home, holla at a bitch and what not. As I've said before, I've worked with every a-hole, b-hole, and even some d-holes in the business. And I mean the family business. So, I want to talk a little bit about some scary stuff. It's been kind of an interesting uh, discourse between me and my father. He has a restaurant, and strange things started happening around it. Uh, Most of this can be explained by a little bit of pull my finger jokes but it it gets a little bit weird so we'll start off by cracking one open and chugging one down and let's start so my dad started telling me these stories about where he would see things or hear things. And I was like, ah, he's just being crazy. And then it started getting a little bit more intricate that even the employees around the store could tell those stories too. And probably the things that started working and making me a little bit nervous was, now I'm going to preface this with my dad is a very strong Christian man digging of the church he's not a big ghost believer take that as you will but when he says there's something around in that building he can't explain it he doesn't know what it is it does pique my interest because i'm slightly a scientist but also i want to believe this stuff too because it's so damn interesting he says that uh He starts noticing little things, like stuff falling off shelves. Okay, that's easily explainable. But then it gets a little bit deeper that other employees come into the story and say, he says, there was a knife that should have just fallen off the shelf was thrown at me. And then one of the employees says, that knife didn't fall off. It went towards him. It went in a horizontal path. And flew at him. One girl said she saw she was washing dishes. And then she saw a pitcher fly at him. And he told the same story. That he was walking back towards the area that has like lettuce and tomato and all that shit. And it was flung at him. He felt it hit him in the back. And she says I saw this pitcher fly at him. It's like okay there has to be something to this. And he even showed me one time. His grill is about two feet deep. And 
there's a pair of handprints on the backsplash. So you would either have to be seven feet tall and reach over and put tiny handprints onto it. Or something stood on the grill and put its on handprints on it. But you'd have to do a lot of trouble to get over that and put your handprints on it. And they were just smeared into the grease of the backsplash. And then there was something I physically felt. I really felt it. My dad started talking about the dark figure. He was talking about that he was getting ready to leave and one of his last employees was leaving with him. They had locked up all the doors. They are locked up by Simply Safe. Read that. <laughs> but there's cameras all over the perimeter. Nothing is showing up on the cameras inside or outside. And there's this dark figure staring out through the doors. And the handprints are on the windows. And is staring out at them. And... Holy fucking shit! Did you hear that? I think that was the ghost. I'm pretty sure... That was the ghost. Or elf, or whatever fucking shit that was. I know I heard it, but that shouldn't be there. I mean, holy tits. That bit was a little scary. But I think it's gone away now. I had to cut the audio. That one freaked me out. It sounded like maybe one of my children, that they wanted food or attention. But that can't be the case. It must have been one of the extraterrestrial pedophiles from outer space. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Going back to the story, though. When my dad told me about this story, I could feel something. There was something in the room. It was... A, everyone wants to say there was a presence or a pressure, but it was something different. It was... You could feel it. No way to describe it. It was just there. It knew that it was being talked about. That it kind of liked hearing about itself. So now I think maybe that ghost is kind of an arrogant asshole. Who knows? But I did go look around and ask some people. And in fact some... Guy said something to me. He spoke for a little bit and said, Yup. Old man, uh, China Smasher's house used to be a house. Down in his kitchen, making a fried bologna sandwich. His kitchen would have been, oh, right about there in your middle of your store. That's right. Old man... China Smasher died right there where the burger shop is. It explains so much, yet so little. It raises questions like, how did he get such a cool last name? What was his family like when they arrived over at Ellis Island? Dude must have been, the dude must have been pounded puss right there on Ellis Island. Like he was the welcoming party. Just waved off his dick 
and said, Welcome to America. There's some deep dicking for you. You miss the old Fredo sauce? I'll put it right in your noodles, baby. Ugh. Goosh. Thank you. Which is how I kind of think my family came to be, is just a bunch of us hanging out over at the island, impregnating anything and everything. Dogs, cats, ladies, whatever showed up. We don't discriminate. But obviously there's no such things as elves or ghosts at the family restaurant. But it makes you think about a lot of things that happen when you die. Am I right? I have my friend Billy on the line. Billy, you're a dark, seedy individual. What do you think about the goats? Well, uh, not a fan, I'd say, Phoenix, but you've got the best coverage of ghosts and abedness, and I've just been contemplating about the afterlife. And how death looms over us all makes me think about who I would love to molest the most if I was a ghost. In fact, I was molested behind a blockbuster once. I, it was covered in exoplasm, and it just reached out, grabbed my custard cannon, and gave me the handy of a lifetime. It just kept on saying, DumpsterHandjobs.com That's right! Our great sponsor today is DumpsterHandjobs.com Listening, if you're a salesman on the go, You've got five minutes between clients. Treat yourself to an aggressive yanking by a professional. Only two rules. Money up front and not in the eyes. And I do appreciate that Billy gave this arousing testimonial. You know, I bet the guys at Dunster Hand Jobs have managers that let them keep the same hours every week. And that's where you get loyalty from. I know I started talking about this last time, but if I had a boss like that dick jangler... Wait, I think I actually went to school with a Richard Jangler. <laughs> I should have picked on that cock gargling moron more. But anyways, I'd probably be as happy as that dick jerker or not. Maybe I wouldn't be so happy with the forced, unpaid man-on-man sex, but at least I'd be happy to show up. Long way of saying, go visit our sponsor, dumpsterhandjobs.com backslash phoenix. Use that promo code and enjoy all the fun. So last time I mentioned my previous job was to manage a small retail store. And by manage, I mean keep the employees from stealing the 50s of cents worth of items and make sure that they didn't take more smoke breaks than I did. I won't say the name of the company you work for, but it does start with the word dollar and it's not the one where everything is a dollar. But my manager, when she wasn't gargling the regional director's balls, she'd call me. Not during the act, but I presume it was right about afterwards, because it did sound like two hungry, hungry hippo balls were in her mouth at the moment. But she did have that clarity of voice, like she might have just swallowed 12 gallons of semen. But this cock-hungry bitch would suck off 
anyone higher than her just to be a goddamn parrot of whatever corporate propaganda they had to ram down her throat. I mean, they were just cramming it down. And she'd swallow it and just spit it back out. Company actually paid for her tonsils to be removed just so she'd get all the fucking dicks in there and say whatever they wanted to come out of her jizz-covered word hole. Not that a lot of whole cum was coming out of her mouth, because she was just swallowing it whole. She was... Every single fucking mouthful. And I swear there is nothing worth than her cock-covered breath and the fear of getting secondhand sperm when one of those dick puppets came up inside of her and made her talk. They just spread her butt cheeks out a little bit, and they rammed that hepatitis A through Z covered disease meat missile right up that hatchet wound, and she loved every single minute of it. Up her ass, and she just say whatever, because... I don't know. Her brain was so covered in cum. She had so much damn jizz on, in, around her brain. What could she think? Besides, I need to get some more jizz on here. Nothing more than filthy corporate cock went in her mouth and came right back out. She couldn't make a decision on her own. Because she would sit there, Whoo! Which cock should I take now? This purple one or the more purple one? They all look so good. Let's just take them all. (laughs) And then they would just cram another one down her throat and another one down her throat. One in her ear because she loved it like that. Because they had to make decisions for her. She's a dumb bitch. Unless a cock came in her mouth and it told her what to do. She is a cum-swallowing whore. And I really hope that she just chokes on all of it and lives a cock-covered, cancer-filled death. I really do hope that her herpes-covered existence just just spreads to the entirety of her body. No amount of Valtrex will ever fix it, and, and every single fucking pharmacist just gives her a placebo so she has to die alone, covered in sores. That's what I want for you, you fucking bitch. I fucking hate you. I hope that every single thing that terribly could happen to you will happen. That you walk out in front of a freight train and your daughter walks out to try to save you and you both get fucking hit by the same train. And your husband comes to pick up your body and he's hit by another fucking train. That nothing about your family will ever exist again. And hopefully it all ends up in fire and puts you all into ashes. You're a bitch. I hope the coroner picks up your body, puts it all into a little jar, fills it full of acid, and then farts on it and then brings it to me 
because I want to take a piss on the bottle for all of your family to watch and see that anyone's left. And I hope that that actually ignites, explodes, and the rest of your family burns up in the flames. And I hope nothing can carry the wind of your ashes. I want it to be in that one spot so I can go back to it, piss on it, shit on it. And maybe I can host a party. I will take a group of people. I will pay as much money as possible to get every single person I can to go dance on those ashes. Make sure to squirm their feet on it. Shake and shit and piss on everything that is left of you and your family. I hate you. God, I wish you were dead. And there's not a whole lot of people I wish were dead. But she ranks number two. There's about one more person I wish bad things would happen to. But she is definitely number two. I mean, there's a lot of things I wish could happen. But, I mean, you're already... I mean, the only thing I could think would be better is the train that hits you is carrying shit and it explodes and so your body and shit are mixed up together no one knows which part is shit and which one is you because it's all the same to them and they just decide that we need to just put it into a septic tank because there's no other way to dispose of your fucking worthless body that's it i hate you and i hope that every single day Someone comes up on the street and says, you're a bitch. Until the day that we're all hoping for that you die, someone walks up to you and says, you're a fucking bitch. You're full of shit. You are a piece of shit. I hope anyone that listens will go ahead and tell her so. Just so I get that little bit of happiness. And everyone wish for her... You know, not a quick death. No, 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 no. Not a quick one at all. Just that she dies slowly and regrets every single moment of her life. Okay, I'm done ranting about that fucking bitch. So I do want to talk about something in the local story. I saw this in... (laughs) I love this. Look in the local paper and... I see a bolo that's a be on the lookout for you local people. I'm not sure why the local paper is doing it rather than the police, which I didn't see anything from the local police. But it says, look out for an individual. His name is Roger, oh fucking course, Wayne Hawkins. Those two names automatically think there's a criminal. There, (laughs) you see Wayne and being named a Hawkins, there's already shady shit. I believe a Hawkins is given a rusty shift and a recipe for meth at birth. It's like, here you go, son. This was handed down by my grandpappy. The business is yours. And there it is. There's a mullet-wearing, smoking baby boy pops straight out of the birth canal. 
and looks a little bit like his mother, but a little bit less back hair. Best part is, local paper didn't even put up a picture of the guy. Not that you really needed to, but you hear the name Wayne, you know what the guy looks like. Hawkins, automatically, you roll up your windows, lock the doors. If Joe Dirt was a real person, a Hawkins would be his dealer. I mean, this stuff, I really can't make up because that is how things go in the area. Hawkins, dirtbag, a Wayne, super dirtbag. So anyways, I do want to mention something. Uh, finishing off the cast, uh, I was checking out the statistics on my downloads, and this podcast is actually taking off. You guys have doubled my listenership since the last episode, and for that, I want to say thanks. And if you've got any feedback, I want to say okay. But I do want to mention one thing that stuck out for me. It was a guy from, or I don't know, it might be a lady, someone from Egypt, (laughs) downloaded the podcast. I say, welcome, friend, or however you would greet someone from Egypt. Maybe that's a person who listens and is either really confused and want to know what is a Kmart and how do I find the backside of one for one of those dumpster hand jobs or someone listen on to a uh, VPN because they actually need to hide it from the government because guess what the government could be looking out for you because we're all kind of crazy here but whatever probably listen to this podcast I'll put you on the government watch list So I do want to mention that do follow me on Twitter at DuhPhoenix, D-U-H-F-E-N-I-X show. I'd love to hear from you, and that's it. Bye-bye!